The Irish Times Inside Politics podcast is going to be holding another live event. This one is in central Dublin on Thursday, May the 16th at 8am. We are going to be in Medley in Dublin too. We only have a few tickets left, so if you want to join me in conversation with head of Ipsos polling in the US, Cliff Young, along with Pat Leahy and Jennifer Bray, looking at the polling in Ireland in the run-up to the European and local elections, just go to irishtimes.com slash events where you can get your tickets. Hello there and you're very welcome to this additional instalment of the Inside Politics podcast from the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan with me in studio again, our political editor Pat Lee. And Pat, the reason you are here is you hold in your hand the results of the latest Irish Times Ipsos MRBI opinion poll. Restrain your excitement, Hugh. What have you got for us? A slew of numbers. So let's start off with uh, party support numbers. Um, The comparisons here being from our last party support figures which were in April. Now we ran a couple of polls in uh, in May for the presidential or for the, the abortion referendum but our last party support figures are from April of this year. Uh, so it shows that Fine Gael is up by two points from 31 points to 33. Fianna Fáil down a point from 26 to 25 today. Labour down one from 5 to 4%. Sinn Féin up two from 22 to 24%. And the independents stroke others, stroke small parties, are down by two points from 16 to 14%. All those figures uh, excluding the undecided voters, because, of course, you can't vote undecided. And all those figures, we should just say at the outset, all those figures, I think it's right to say, are within the margin of error or thereabouts? Yeah, they are. So the margin uh, the margin of error is 2.6%, uh, 2. 2.5% or so. And no, nobody and there has shifted by by that amount no. uh, so, on, on the last you know, Yeah. Well, look, we say, this, we say this every time. So the thing to do is look at where the trends are going, look at what a series of polls together tell so, I suppose if you were to look at that poll, you would say that the you know the most significant finding or the most obvious finding uh, from it is that Fine Gael enjoys a reasonably large lead over its nearest rivals in Fianna Fáil, thirty three uh, percent to. 25%. So look at the trend. Look at all our polls that we've done over the last year. So you see last last October the lead was 2%. It's jumped about a bit. It was as high as 11 once. It was at 9 points. Was the average lead uh, between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael over the last 12 months in our polls at least is 8% and that's 8. Uh, that's where we are today. So as a reasonably settled view and there's, very, there's as you point out there's no movement uh, outside the margin of error in this poll so it points to a reasonably settled so we, so we actually landscape. have, given that we've had a number of polls, and there are other companies doing polls too, we have, we have a pretty you know, clear idea of what looks like a relatively settled political landscape. Yeah, and for week. a time which is fraught with deep uncertainty on two major fronts. One, the Brexit negotiations and what's going to happen there. And uh, and secondly, the future of the confidence and supply agreement, future of this government, future of this doll, uh, as between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, those negotiations ongoing um uh, that is uh, of course deeply uncertain so against that background we have a a relatively stable view of a political landscape there that will of course change in the course of a campaign if there were to be a general election campaign uh, but uh, but that's the way it looks at the moment now we are led to believe by experts including your good self that in certainly within Finnegale there is an appetite on the basis of polls such as this and presumably some internal polls they they commissioned themselves to uh, to take it to the country sooner rather than later 
Yeah, there's an election lobby in uh, in Fine Gael. There's one in Fine Fall as well, incidentally. But um, but as because it is in Leo Varadkar's uh, gift to call an election, or not him be the leader of government, uh, the one in Fine Fall or Fine Gael rather is more significant. And I think that today's numbers. Uh, and and the indications contained within them will probably strengthen the voice of those looking for an election in Fine Gael uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, it shows that Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil lead is still pretty strong. And secondly, there is, um, there is a view, uh, a view which I hold myself, by the way, that it's impossible for anybody to call an election right now because of the uncertainty over Brexit. Um, but we asked voters if they wanted to see uh, a, a continuance of or an extension of the confidence and supply agreement or if they would like to see an election. And actually, they're pretty evenly uh, divided on that. 46% saying they'd like to see an extension of the agreement, 44% saying that they would like to see a general election. So the idea that there is, which is current in some quarters, that there is... Um, a, 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 a great public reluctance to oh, have an revol- election. A revulsion at the idea of an election. Really yeah, is that a kind of a that. received wisdom in, in political circles, this whole business of, oh, they, 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 everybody hates the idea of an election. You know, whoever you know, is, is deemed to be responsible for calling an election you know, will, will, will incur a penalty of some sort. Is to, there any real basis for that? Well, I know there yeah. was the, the incident at, right at the end of last year where that was very much the feeling in political circles, wasn't it? That, that people did not want an election. For very much so. We were on the brink of a general election last um, December over the uh, uh, the resignation of Francis Fitzgerald from uh, from government. And it, 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 it appeared, and certainly privately, people in Fine Gael and publicly were saying that, yeah, you know, Leo's ready to go. We're going to go. Uh, we're going to go for an election at Fianna Fáil. Don't, uh, don't back down here. Fine Gael TDs went back to their constituencies at the end of that tumultuous week and they came back on the Tuesday to Leinster House with a very... Now, this was in mid-December, so you would have been pushing into Christmas. Uh, There was a very clear and consistent message that people did not want uh, an election. And it is true, I think, that the public is never spoiling for an election. Very few ordinary people sit around in, in, in boozers or in yoga uh, uh, in, in, in yoga sessions saying, do you know what would really liven up my life now is if there was uh, a general election. Yeah, we have this fantastic presidential election going on anyway. Who could want more than, more than that? <laughs> that? That having been said, um, uh, I, I think what today's uh, what today's poll bears out is that sometimes people think an election might be a necessary evil. And within that, I mean, we've just mentioned uh, Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, and it should be said that they only amount for slightly more than, than 50% of the, of, of, of the overall there. But in terms of who would like to see an election, is there a party breakdown there? Or does that tell us anything? Uh, there is, and I can rustle through the numbers now and, uh, and find it for you. And while I'm doing that, I will tell you that, the, uh, that it, it, it is uh, perhaps... Give, strangely, given that it is uh, Fine Gael who are pushing for an election, or a, a, a school of thought within Fine Gael that is push, pushing for an election, it is Fine Gael supporters that are most in favour of retention of the confidence and uh, and supply agreement. And as I find the numbers, I can tell you that 77% of Fine Gael uh, supporters are in favour of negotiating an extension to the agreement. But interestingly, Fianna Fáil evenly split 
on this subject. Mm-hmm. 46% say they want to, ne- uh, to negotiate an extension of the agreement. 46% would like to see uh, a general I suppose election. among the general electorate, it's not surprising that Fine Gael supporters, for example, might feel what we have, we hold, we are Taoiseach, we have a Fine Gael government, yeah, essentially. we're in government, what's not yeah, to like? Why would yeah. we, you know, why would we put all that at risk? Well, indeed, and you know they are in possession uh, of the of the levers of power. And although there is growing dissatisfaction with Fine Gael, uh, amongst Fine Gael ministers about the constraints the confidence and supply puts on them, about the fact that they don't have majority in the Dáil, about having to put up with the independent alliance as they see it, mm. and that was but the average Fine Gael voter doesn't necessarily see that on a day to day. No, he sees Fine Gael Taoiseach and a slew mm. of Fine Gael ministers visiting his constituency uh, on a regular basis, and he appears to be uh, he appears to be happy enough with that. Um, and why wouldn't he be? There's things in life you just can't control, like the weather, the traffic, or the fact that spilled coffee seems to love white shirts. But it's all good, because there's something you'll always be able to control, your company's finances. SAP Concur integrates all your business's expenses, travel and invoicing in one simple solution, giving you the visibility and control you need to drive your business forward. SAP Concur. It's how the best-run businesses make their expenses run better. Learn more at concur.co.uk slash control. In terms of the, the state of the other parties, a, a slight bone to pick, or at least I wonder about the quite high position of Sinn Féin in, those, in, in this 24%, up from 22%. The, we know that there is always a disparity, uh, or has been, over the last few elections between uh, the poll performance of Sinn Féin and the final performance on the, on, on the day that matters. Is that, do you see that continuing? Well, I think we see, and actually, I mean, I make this point explicitly in, in, in an analysis piece in the paper this morning, um, that I, I think you, you need to apply some sense of politics and, and, and sense of recent political history when you're looking at polls. So two trends that we have noticed in recent election campaigns, as distinct from the period that precedes them. One is that Fianna Fáil support tends to grow, over the course of the, has done over the, the course of the last two general election campaigns. The other is that, and you, you can advance a number of reasons for that, and this is what I mean by applying some political intelligence to the numbers, that, uh, you know, you could apply, you know, the, the data doesn't tell us why that is, but you could advance a number of, uh, of, of cogent reasons for it, amongst them being that, you know, there is a large group of people, 40% of people used to vote for Fianna Fáil in every election, now considerably fewer and that means that there's a bunch of people who used to always vote for Fianna Fáil and some of them over the course of a general election campaign may, may be persuaded back into the fold. That Part- appears to be... Particularly if candidates are put before. in front of them who they have some familiarity with. Precisely, or, and remember yeah. that always in terms of, of trying to extrapolate you know, what happens in a general election from national polls, people don't vote just for a party, they vote for a candidate for, uh, for a particular party, and that's an especially strong dynamic in Irish elections. To go back to your point about Sinn Féin, um, what we have noticed over the course of the last uh, number of elections is that Sinn Fein supports tends to be quite high between elections and fall away towards polling day. So they're at 24% today, just a point behind uh, Fianna Fáil. They got 14% in the last uh, election. So you would say that is showing, you know, uh, extraordinary growth in a relatively short period of time uh, for Sinn Féin. But if you look back at period two years before the last general election in uh, October of 2014, they're at 24% as well. So, 
Now, when you say the vote falls away, of course, that's one way of phrasing it. Is there another way of phrasing it not be not that um, Sinn Féin voters are less likely to make it to, or people who describe themselves as Sinn Féin supporters are less likely to make it to a polling booth on polling day? So it's not that the support necessarily reduces, but that we're not reflecting perhaps the pool of people who are actually going to go out and vote on the day. Yeah, I mean, we always tend to look for one explanation for these phenomena. It's a bit of both. But... Well, it's actually, it's, it's actually tends to be lots of things. Some of them uh, are greater or lesser in importance. And it is true that Sinn Féin's strongest support tends to be amongst those demographics that uh, vote least to simplify it in, uh, in, in working class areas and amongst younger voters. That's where Sinn Féin is strongest. They're two groups that, uh, that tend to vote in smaller numbers than, uh, than other sections of the population. But there is also a political effect as well. Sinn Féin is good at opposition. It's, been go- it's good at being loud in opposition. When voters come to make a choice at the business end of a general election campaign, m- the focus of many of them is on choosing a government. And Sinn Féin has not done as well as the other parties in that particular process. Any downward shift or upward shift, indeed, in the overall independent uh, number, which, of course, covers a, a multitude? The most consistent trend in polling since the, uh, the, since the last general election has been the decline in support for independents and small parties. So uh, independents and small parties got an aggregate vote of 30% of all the votes that were cast in the 2016 election. Today they're at 14%, down two points uh, from April. Now, uh, a number of caveats need to be uh, uh, need, need, need to be entered into here. The first is that, you know, there are independents inside government, there are independents outside government. There are small parties, there are not, there's non-party voters, and we have breakdowns uh, within, within the numbers that show the vast majority of these groups and subgroups, once you say, once you disaggregate independence for change, non-aligned independence, rural independence, uh, the, the independent alliance, and the, all those groups are at between 1% and 3%. The Green Party included, which is at 2% today, the Green Social, Party, Democrats, the Social Democrats, at 1%, people before solidarity. profit at, at hmm. Three, uh, solidarity at um, at three uh, percent. The only group that breaks above the three percent, uh, the three percent level, is where respondents to the poll describe them as not a member of any group, and they come in as uh, they come in. That's the plague on all your houses. Four percent in electoral terms, and this applies to the Labour Party as well, which is at four percent today, down uh, down one percent. Yeah, another terrible result in, for them. Clearly, yeah. in some uh, in some difficulty. National polls, though, matter less for small parties because what they depend on is strong candidates in individual constituencies. You know, so that the Labour Party got 4% in every constituency, it it would win no seats. But its goal is to win 10% in 10 constituencies or in 12 constituencies or 12% in 10 constituencies and put put itself on the back of strong candidates and put itself in the running for seats there. Finally and briefly, if you wouldn't mind, Pat, we also asked uh, about Pascal Donoghue's budget and what the plain people of Ireland thought of it. What did they think of it? As the millennials would say, they thought, meh. So I think it's 14 or 16%, I'll uh, dig out the exact numbers here. Uh, The vast majority of people felt that it would uh, leave them neither uh, better off nor worse off. So... 
Well, they're right about that, aren't they? Uh, they are. Let me dig out the numbers in here. They are. So, uh, 90% of people thought they would be better off. 14% of people worse off. And a whopping 62% of people who thought it would make no difference. But given the... We discussed this in studio last week. Given the, the great move towards increasing public spending uh, in, 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 in the budget... Uh, so we asked people, did they get the balance between tax cuts and spending increases broadly right? Or would they have liked to see uh, the balance uh, swing towards tax cuts a bit? And the uh, the exact question being, in the budget, the government put, government put greater emphasis on increasing public spending than on reducing taxes, in your opinion. Were they right or should they have put greater emphasis on reducing taxes? So they were right, say 42%, but 47% say they would have preferred greater uh, uh, greater emphasis on reducing taxes, which, looking forward to an election, if we are to have one, I think will is is a finding that will be noticed by that former champion of reducing taxes for the people who get up in the morning. One Leo Varadkar. Mr. Leo Varadkar and his special socks will be out, perhaps banging that drum. He'll have special cut your taxes socks for the campaign ordered now. You heard it here first. And you can read Pat's analysis and indeed lots more information about the Ipsos MRBI poll in today's Irish Times or of course on irishtimes.com as well. Thanks to Pat and thanks as well to Jennifer Ryan for producing today. We'll be back soon. Talk to you then.